nice season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What can you do, really? I don't know. Quit the job of the zoo. Exactly. Mm. And on that note, welcome to the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show podcast. I'm Gabor. G'day, g'day. Welcome along. I'm Alex, and this is episode. What, what number is episode? Uh, 108, 109. 100 and something, yes. 108, 109. Let me have a look. Uh, 109. 109. Yes. 100 and something. Yes, we've done probably 107 more than we should have, but <laughs> it's all good. Uh, thank you to all you awesome people out there who are listening to this. Uh, also, as always, right at the start, uh, please make sure to um, send us a photo of whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, this is really fun for us. It's starting to get really cool. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's more and more kind of interesting... It's um, only taken 100 episodes. Yeah, I know, to, for, to get that way. But um, yeah, so whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this, Send us a photo. You know, you may be sitting on a bus. You may be flying a plane. You might be flying a bus. Uh, operating uh, on people. <laughs> <laughs> on people. On a man. <laughs> <laughs> on an yes. You may be. I don't know. Doing reconstructive knee surgery on someone as you're listening to this. Because I mean, what better place to listen to this than while you're doing reconstructive knee surgery? Uh, whatever it is you're listening to, uh, whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this. Take a photo. You don't have to be in the photo if you don't want to. It's always great to see people that listen to this as well, but you don't have to be in it. Uh, email it to us, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com or go to our, um, uh, 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 our Git Chat, uh, our group forum. Yes. <laughs> God, my English is good. <laughs> uh, my uh, uh, in, uh, Facebook forum. Um, uh, there's links to everything below. Um, sort of group thing uh, where you can post it. And you can be amongst people like Andrew Bimson, who posted a picture of his rather lovely blue Patrick Eggle uh, New York. Yeah, that's pretty cool, I think. Eh? Uh, he snapped the string. Yeah, it, look, it looks very gigged, even though he said it's not. Um, snapped the string. I never snap strings, so these were quite old ones, as Moon Unit Zappa would say, grody. Um, in fact, the whole... What? In fact, the whole guitar is long overdue. Clean up, time to get back to get it back to its best while listen to the pod. So thank you, Andrew, for sending us a picture of the yeah, that's cool. rather cool uh, Patrick Eggle New York, which I always I think I mentioned before, I always wanted one of them because I have a Berlin. Yeah. And I always wanted a New York, the single coil version kind of. I um I always loved looking at those in guitar magazines in high school, like in mid nineties and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Then also big thank you to Matt Wakeling who looks like he's trying to steal trolleys at a, at a shopping centre. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's sort of a sneaky picture from hiding behind a car looking at trolleys. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Matt, uh, make sure to go and check out um, um, his podcast, the Guitar Speak podcast as well. He's a, um, some great, um, great episodes. I think recently he did one, I just listened to one or part of one where he, it was an older one where he interviewed Dweezil Zappa, but he kind of did cool. a... You know, one that he did a few years ago, and he re-released it. Um, so big thank you, Matt. Oh no, the internet's gone. Reload page, excellent. Uh, then also there is uh, Jason. Jason Lorenzen. Dishes, dishes, always dishes. Somehow, uh, somehow, always seem to be doing dishes while listening to the show. Keep it up, guys. Cannot get these down without you, and they do not. Well, the ones not the dishwasher anyway do themselves. Hmm. <laughs> Picture of his dishwasher. It's a lovely picture. That's lovely. So thank you, um, Jason. Um, was there anyone else? I think that was it from last time. So yeah, anyone, you know, send us pictures. My 
your your not my your internet seems to be not happening at the moment so i can't load the page that was up before um but anyway if you yes yeah, so if you whatever it is you're looking at uh take a happy snap send it to us um you know always interesting to see who's watching or listening to this um so alex g'day what's new with you some stuff, yeah. Some stuff. Some stuff, yeah. Got a few bits and pieces. Got a few trinkets. Gear trinkets. Oh, yeah? Like? Uh, actually, the guitar I have in my hands at the moment, which is my Warmoth Build Strat parts guitar. I've had this for now. It came up on a Facebook me memory, and I've had it for nine years. And I've only, like, done, I don't know, a couple of gigs with it ever. And I've never been quite happy with the pickups. Okay, which so, were the Abbey, the the Custom Shop sixty nine, yeah. Abigail Ibarra. Mine weren't the Abigail. Oh yeah, they didn't have the I on it. No, they're just Custom Shops. Lame. That's why they sounded so crap. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, must have been. So, the the deal was this kind of classic one of those, you know, Murphy's Law type situations where. Uh, we talked to fishermen about getting some pickups with them. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, great. Got some all these humbuckers and cool stuff and some cool vintage humbuckers. And, oh, by the way, we do single cores as well. I'm like, oh, sweet. You can check out some of those in this in this strap. Yeah. And then that was kind of months ago. Well, like six, six months. Six, eight months ago, yeah. Yeah. And then nothing kind of, nothing heard anything more of it. So I gave up and... Went on the Ebays and bought some rare Grande pickups from Texas. And then the morning after. Yeah, literally directly straight after, like as that, soon as you bought like them. Basically. Six hours later. Uh, yeah, shipping confirmation for Fishman. For the Fishman pickups. So we received a set of their Fluent um, Strat pickups, uh, a set of their, uh, like Strat single coils, um, yeah. a set of their Fluent. Did we mention this last week? Modern humbuckers, possibly. I'm not sure. Yeah. And the. Classic humbuckers. So they're all going in three of my guitars now. So I've got an old Fernandez, yeah. um, 1978 Fernandez. I think it's called an FST50 or FST100 in w WV. FST50 or FST100 VW, sorry. VW. Vintage white. Uh, it's basically a lawsuit, Japanese strat. Yeah, if you don't late know what 70s. Yeah. Those numbers mean. Great quality guitars. And, um, they're really well-made guitars. Yeah, they're and... cool. Both had a bunch of lawsuit stuff over the years. Yeah. It's cool stuff. And, um, yeah, so now this last week I put the um, Rio Grande pickups in my parts guitar, in this Walmart. And, um, yeah, really digging them. They're the, oh, what's the name of them? They're the same as that telly we tried for a while. Oh. Muy, muy Grande. Muy Grande, yeah. And there's a, the bridge is a hotter one again, which is... Yeah, muy, Muy Grande. Steli. Steli? I think it's a Steli. It's a weird name. Oh, yeah. um, I don't have boxes here. Mm. But um, it's it's a kit, like actually a pack. Like with, okay. Like, with, like they do with the hotter pickup in the bridge again. So I think that's the hottest bridge they do before it goes to a stacked humbucker or something else. Okay. Well, we did actually today. We, we've used it in a, in a couple of videos we filmed today. Yeah. And it did... Well, it was louder than what the old guitar, the old pickups were, because yes. the old one was ba barely audible. <laughs> a bit, yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds good. That's good. Big pole pieces, too. They Those poles, we like poles big. Yes. Mm, chunky poles. Polish people. 
they, um, still definitely sounds like a strat. It's not like you're putting humbuckers in a guitar and it's no. but it's definitely punchier and more embiggened, more, more, just more and more, more refined. So that's kind of cool getting to play this guitar again. That I really dig the tone actually coming out of it, not just the cosmetics and the neck shape and stuff because it's, it's a fun guitar, and um, so it's been fun. Well, there you go. The other thing I got was kind of like a soft, soft, software, software. That's the word. Is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My face belted for yes. a Yes. Um, I got a, one of those TC Electronics TC2290. Um, it sounds like this. Yeah, that's you breaking the That's buttons. me breaking it. Yeah. It's, one, <laughs> <laughs> it's that new series they did with the, um, it's basically like a little USB controller and controls a plug-in in your computer. So it's basically a 2290 delay. Yes. And does all the delay things, but it's, yeah, software, and you can have many instances of it across your recording session and all that it, kind of jazz. And it's dynamic. It is dynamic. It is dynamic. So have you, you ever used a real 2290? No, I don't think I've ever used one. Me neither. I've seen them. Mm, me too. On like TV and stuff. I've seen them on gigs. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I've ever used one in real life. I'm not sure though. I can't. I can't remember. Yeah. If I did, it didn't make a lasting impression. <laughs> obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, the cool things like obviously it does digital delays and all the variations. Of well, it. that's one of the edge delays, isn't it? Isn't that what the edge uses? I think so. Yeah, yeah that's one of his. And the, the cool things, but the um, also does a bunch of like because it's stereo, it can does does a bunch of like panning stuff and like chorusing things and with like like widening guitar sounds and stuff like that. So, no. yeah. no, it's kind of cool I do like it cool I think I really actually really like it but it just do, definitely does that thing like the very digital straight delay kind yeah. of effects yeah, yeah, yeah so I think that and if you had a tape delay tape echo a real one get, get the TC version of it you'd pretty much have all the echoes you'd ever need and more well, there you go. Yeah, so it's pretty neat. And it's kind of cool because you actually have a physical controller for Yeah, for, for plugins, which yeah. is kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, so is that it? Anything else oh, exciting? Um, no, that's about it. About it. So I got those, well, we I got those Fishman pickups. So we were mm. trying to sort of put... So you've scored all of them now. <laughs> I, got, I scored all of them now. Uh, well, scored is a strong word. But yeah, so... Um, uh, my Fernando Strat is getting the Strat style pickups. My Carvin CT6, which uh, Carvin slash Kiesel CT6, which I use, well, I used to use a lot of, more in videos, and I will use more in videos again, which is usually my Drop C guitar. Yeah. Just the one, that kind of a brownie one that looks like a PRS a little bit. Um, that's going to get the modern pickups in it. And then I have a Carvin Strat or Carvin Kiesel Strat style guitar which actually just got an anodized, it's a walnut body, it's mm. actual walnut. Um, uh, and uh, I got an anodized scratch plate, scratch plate made for it, black anodized. That probably wasn't a cheap guitar at the time. Uh, I think it was about, they retail about 1200 Australian dollars. Okay, so it's not crazy great. No, no, but they're US made, yeah, custom yeah, made. Wow. Um, it's a big slab of walnut, can't be cheap. Yeah, I think it's one piece. Yeah, well. I think it's one, it may be two piece, but mm. I think maybe one piece with a matching headstock. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, very brown. 
and and uh, um, what's the dark word? Ebony fingerboard. Um, yeah, so that's I got an anodized pickguard because it's going to get two humbuckers in it, and it's going to get the classic humbuckers in it. So um, yeah, so that's coming up soon once we do all the soldering and stuff. That'll be like your power strat thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've had this chat actually today because we we did videos this morning, and we're um, saying it could be fun to have like a like like a shreddy guitar super strat. Super strat. Like well, that's going to be sort of a super strat. Super fun, awesome strat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it'll kind of do that thing. Yeah. Because it came up, we both uh, thought the same thing for different reasons. I watched um, Michael, is it Nelson? Michael's on one with Big Hairy Guitars. Big Hairy Guitars, yeah. And he was doing that, um, checking out a Eventide H3000 the last day or two. Yeah, yeah, did a video of that. And um, he's got that, I think it's a warm-off body neck too. <laughs> the orange parts guitar with, you know, active EMGs and the trim and all sorts of crazy stuff and it's bright orange too so yeah so if he's a 80s shredder machine and um i thought yeah could be cool and then this morning you're like i think i want an 80s shredder machine no well i was i've been i think i mentioned it last time as well i've, I've kind yeah. of got a hankering for that for one of those um evh the new vh ones i mm. posted i think i talked about it last week as well it's their not the wolfgang the straight Standard, I think it's called Standard, EVH Standard Series, uh, which looks like the old Kramer guitars with that sort of hockey stick headstock. And mm. But they're releasing new ones, uh, and I think it's called Ice Metallic Blue. Is it Ice Metallic Blue? Something like that. I think that's yeah. a color. Uh, it looks really, really cool um, with the ebony fingerboard and matching headstock um, and two humbuckers and a Floyd Rose with that drop D thing. Uh, I don't know. I just can't. I, I like the idea of it, and um, yeah, it's funny because I've got a little bit of. Actually, let's see. What does everyone think out there? So I've got a bit of money uh, in the kitty at a local music shop where I, I teach guitar and I work. Then I've, so, I've sold a bunch of stuff through there, so I, they have a bit of. I have a bit of money in my account there, uh, and I was uh, having a play with the other day, and I was actually well, well, well impressed with the Squire Classic Vibe Starcaster. So I played one of the, the Classic Vibe ones with the um, Sunburst body. Mm -hmm. um, I was really impressed. Like, cool. I just thought for, I think they retail here for $849. I think they're maybe something like $599 or something like that in, in the US. Um, for that price, just it played and sounded awesome. So I was well impressed. So what are the pickups like, sound-wise? They sounded really cool. I mean, I played it through... Uh, there's a little uh, Blues Junior that yeah. I played through when I teach that's there in sure. the room. And it sounded really good. I really liked it. Mm, uh, and acoustically sounded good too because, I mean, it's semi-hollow. Mm. Um, I really liked it. I just thought, I thought for that price, I mean, yeah. what a great guitar. Um, that's cool. So... I was playing that and I was very impressed with that and I very much liked that. And they have that at the shop at the moment. And I could get that and still have money in my account. Mm. Um, or I could go for the um, EVH special. No, not special. EVH standard in ice metallic blue. I think it's ice metallic blue. <laughs> but that's almost, I think, almost twice. Not quite twice. But I think in Australia, the, I think they retail about eight ninety nine or so in America, US. So it's about going to be about twelve to fourteen hundred here. Mm. 
So almost twice, let's say. Um, which one would you guys go for? Just let us know and send us an email or a comment or go to our, our forum or even on the, uh, in the, um, if you've got Instagram or, or Facebook where I post about this podcast, you know, write a comment. Which one would you go for? Um, the only problem is, uh, I talked to the guys at the shop, and Fender Australia is about as, sorry, Fender, useless as they come. They're just, they're always low in stock. They never reply to people. They never get back to people. I mean, the thing is, and it's not really a, not, not, not a massive, it is a little bit of a whinge, but not a massive whinge. You look at Europe and you look at America and you have YouTube channels with less than a, about a quarter of our subscribers mm. who get Fender guitars sent to them yeah. by Fender US and by Fender Europe. Fender Australia, genuinely, I've talked to some other YouTubers who knew some people that work for Fender who said to forward my details to them, not even a reply saying, no, sorry, we're not interested. Nothing, just we don't exist. Yep. <laughs> so they're not interested. And, and you it's know, not just us, they're just a bit crap. Australia, just generally, Australia. Yeah. Um, they're just not very proactive compared to a lot of other countries. And um, uh, uh, I've even, I've e the amount of times I've emailed them, I've emailed them like 15 times. But the thing is, all you have here in Australia is one generic email address. It's I think it's info at fender.com.au or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I emailed them and I even said, we don't want anything for free. We don't want high-end fenders. Send us your Squire guitars. We'll review them. Send them back. Yep. Nothing. Anyway, oh. um, so just a bit the, crap. The problem is, so the Squire is there and is available. Yeah. And it's a Starcaster, which I wanted. It's it's a guitar that's been on my list for a while. Mm -hmm. The EVH is something I kind of I think I'd like it, and it's a guitar different to any other guitar I have but it may take a while and may not be easy to get a hold of. So which one would you guys in podcast world out there, which one would you go for? If you're listening, guess, Matt, Matt Wakeling, which yeah. one would you go for? I guess does do any of those, uh, any of the guitars you have already do something similar to either one? Well, I guess once I get that Strat, Carvin Strat with the two humbuckers in it, yeah, it doesn't have a Floyd Rose. That does have a trim, no. It has a trim. It, has it doesn't one have like that, that. that trim. But it, uh, um, but it doesn't have a Floyd Rose, but it will have two humbuckers. It's mm. like a super strap with two humbuckers. Yeah. The Starcaster, I mean, it is somewhat like a 335. It was there, but it doesn't sound like it. it, it I have to say, it did sound different. Mm. And it's a hardtail guitar, which I... Don't have that many hardtail guitars to tell you the truth. Is it a tunematic? I can't remember now. Yeah, it is tunematic. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Hmm. That could be cool. Well, that's what I mean. A Starcaster could be cool, but the EVH could be cool. So it's well, the a, it's, EVH could be another year, especially with well, COVID. That's the thing with COVID. Well, that's the thing. They're meant to be released now. I don't. They are. You know, this is this are they is even, uh, even released in the states. I don't know, but the music. I think so. I think they have actually, but um. Or maybe pre-order, I don't know. But that's the thing, you know, this these are this is the owner of a music shop <laughs> emails his rep saying, Can you let me know availability on these and what the Australian price will be with a link to the EVH website? No reply. I mean oh, excuse me. Because I mean that's Fender, EVH is Fender. So yeah, that's yeah. Uh, um 
Yeah. What's the model? It's the 5150 standard. I 5150 think it's what it's standard. EVH 5150 standard. In, I think, ice metallic blue. Or ice blue metallic. Ice blue metallic, maybe? Anyway, well, while you're looking that up, there's been more things that have arrived as well. So we... Uh, there's one um, in Premier Grey... Yeah, but that's with the uh, um, maple board. I want the ebony board. Yeah. That's in at DW Music in Australia. How much is that? It's um, B stock and it's twelve hundred bucks or something. Okay, well it'll be around twelve to fourteen hundred. That's what I was sort of thinking. Mm. Um, we just yesterday, uh, 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 well, we got contacted a little while ago by a uh, smaller Australian manufacturer, um, Soundbox Workshop. Um, Armando from Soundbox Workshop in Melbourne, uh, and he sent us his latest fuzz called The 76, um, which is really cool. So I, did, I filmed an unboxing video of it yesterday. Okay. The one in stock. Oh, really? Yep. 14.49. Well, there you go. That's what I mean. And the Fender doesn't even get back to them. So this is in Australia? Yeah. That's Australia. So 14.49, that's the price. Okay. Well, that's what I mean. So I have to put a few hundred dollars on top of it, but I almost would. Sure. I've got to talk to them again tomorrow. It's just, yeah, Fender Australia is just annoying. Um, anyway, back to this. Mm. So, The 76 by Soundbox uh, Workshop. Uh, so, it's his take on a fuzz, which is a... Uh, okay, so this is the story. Uh, the 76 is a pedal that they all forgot to build. The 76 Fuzz Circus is based around a gem of a modified British 3 transistor fuzz discovered by my mate Kaylee, hidden in a vintage fuzz collection in downtown Philadelphia. Wow. To my ears, it sounds like someone has taken the cotton wool out of one of those green Russian fuzzes. It articulates crunchy and fat all, the, all at the same time. So that it's that fuzz on one side. It's quite a massive fuzz. It's a huge, mm -hmm. like, really good-sounding big fuzz. The other side is a thing called the harmonic modulator. It's a circuit based on the classic 70s ring modulator octave, octave amp plug box circuit. Um, so it's, it, to me, it sounds like a yeah, ring modulator Octavia kind of thing. Yeah. And you have two switches, so you can, they're independent. But then you can also, I think, there's an order switch in the middle where you can switch which one is the Octavia before or after the fuzz. Yeah, cool. Cool sounding pedal and yeah, cool graphics. Mm. And um, so there should be, possibly by the time you listen to this, there may be the unboxing maybe out already. Um, but there'll be full video of that coming up, but it's a pretty cool fuzz. So that just arrived. Um, did anything else arrive? No, there's lots of stuff on its way. So I mm. guess, well, we talked about it before, but the Psy guitars should be here any day now. Yeah, they've actually landed in Australia. So we're doing a whole customs thing at the moment, but uh, hopefully, depending on how long they'll take to be released, uh, it should be here soon, possibly even by the time you're listening to this podcast. And then it may, there'll be an unboxing video coming very soon. So let's see how long customs take. Uh, so very much looking forward to that. Um, what else did we do? Okay, yes, so Alex. Anna Sounds. We got mm. um, the Aegis harmonic tremolo and we got the Sliver, Sliver. optical tremolo yep. with the spinner, uh, which is the sort of fidget spinner looking thing and it's a dog. 
a fidget spinner looking looking thing yeah. on a pedal that you can kick and it modulates stuff. So what were your thoughts cool. on it? Yeah, it's cool. I, I got to have a play with them uh, about a year ago. and um, Oh, at NAMM last year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just love it as a, such a cool idea to... Um, <laughs> Don't sneeze into my guitar case, dog. <laughs> God, good girl. Dog and, germs. And um, such a great idea for like another way to have like an expression pedal. Yeah. It's almost like a, you know, like the um, Zvex thing have those probe pedals as like the theremin, theremin type, type thing, yeah, for, uh, yeah. Type plate thing, and um, and it's just another cool, interest, interesting way Ooh. to make sounds. Yeah. Yeah. Textures. And, uh, yeah, like if nothing else, this is fun and light-hearted and great. Yeah, but the pedals themselves sound good. They always sound cool from. I, pati- I and- particularly like the Ages, and I particularly like the and so the Ages is a harmonic tremolo. Yep. Uh, and it's almost like vibe-ish. Yep. Like almost Leslie-ish slash vibe-ish. It's quite a in-your-face harmonic tremolo, but it has one of these settings on it which uh, engages an envelope. And what that does is you play a chord, for example, and as you hit the strings hard, the tremolo is faster, and then as a the chord rings out, the tremolo slows down. Mm. And I really like that. There's um, one of my favorite things, and sadly it's broken at the moment, but I had the uh, Boss GX700 Raccoon. That's the gold one. It's a coppery kind of color, yeah, yeah. gold color, yeah. And it has, and it, annoyingly, Boss never made that into an actual pedal, but it has a v- vibrato on it. Mm. And the vibrato has an envelope setting on it, and it sounds really cool when you have you play the chord, and then the vibrato, and you can send it to go either faster or slower. So either you strum it harder, and then it kind of slows down as it rings out, or you strum a chord and it sounds normal, and as it rings out, the vibrato gets stronger, which is kind of cool. So, and yeah, you, I really like that. So I, I I think that's a good idea with. Things like vibrato and tremolo. Maybe that could be on the list of things if we ever did a signature pedal. Could have that and a fuzz or something. Like super fuzz. Yes. And then uh, envelope vibrato. But also, that's when you need a tremolo. But you need a full square tremolo. Ah. So you play it, and then well, that's kind of been done. (laughs) That's why audio did that. Yeah. So as the chord rings out, it's just. Uh, it slows down. It slows down or speeds up, whichever you want to go. Um, Death by Audio did that. It's mm. on the Interstellar Overdriver Deluxe. And I think the Exit, oh, exit yeah. Index or something like that. Something like, yeah. Whatever it's That's called. Right. The other one that limited I got. Limited edition. Yeah. Um, which is kind of like a fuzz. That's cool, I think. Yeah, that is very cool. Um, but yeah, so that, I, I quite liked it. And yeah, I mean, it's gimmicky, but I think it's meant to be gimmicky. Totally, yeah. Because someone said, oh, that's so gimmicky. Uh, like wrong? one of the comments. What's wrong with the gimmick? And I kind of, well, I haven't replied to it yet, but it's kind of, yeah, yeah it, that's it's a gimmick. Of course to- it is. Totally. That's what it's meant to be. So. <laughs> no one's arguing that. <laughs> no. So. Um, but if it's a gimmick that's it's fun and gives people pleasure, then what's wrong with that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, people just, I mean, with comments, they just like to whinge. It's just on, on, Instagram, yeah. on, on, on Instagram, on on YouTube. If there's anything you can whinge about, uh, they'll whinge about it. Um, what else did we do? So we did that. We did... Uh, oh, yeah, the K-Lane stuff arrived. Mm. So uh, we did... A little while ago, we did a video with uh, K-Line Pure Sky. Is that what it's called? The, the overdrive, yeah, the, yeah. The Timmy slash... The blue one. 
Vimmer and Jen Ray kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and Kaylan actually got in touch with us after that, mm. and we sort of said, "Well, you know, send us some pedals," and it did. Mm. Um, so we got a bunch of them. We got um, now I'm trying to remember what they're all called. So we got the Super B. Yep. We got the. Um, uh, 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 oh God, what are they all called? Um, <laughs> no, I forgot. I Hang on, let's see if I can find a photo of them all. I think we're getting worse with pedal names as we get older. Especially oh, I've always, I've always been bad with pedal names, but particularly bad now. So we've got the Super B. We've got the the Chief something, the one that's based on a King of Tone. Something Chief, High uh, Chief, High Chief. Uh, I think it's called the High Chief. Um, that's based on a King of Tone. Chief, chief face. We've got the Brutus, which is a dual pedal uh, distortion overdrive dual pedal. Yeah. We've got the Sundance Special, the Queen Bee, the Marina, which I kept calling... Sorry, the Mariana, which I kept calling Marina <laughs> in the unboxing video, which is a modulated reverb and you have like... I think it's a bit, a little bit like that Ocean's... Ocean's Eleven. Is it Ocean's Eleven? It's a movie with... Uh... No, the reverb that <laughs> Electromonics made. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Which has, like, different reverb settings. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and then we also got the Wonderland Ambient Reverb Machine, which is a shimmer reverb, and we got one of their power supplies. Sweet. The K-Line Power. Yeah, I've tried a couple. They're pretty cool. So you've so far tried the Queen Bee and the Sundance Special. So out of those two... So Queen Bee, I think... Uh, today, as we're filming today, yes. as we're recording this, the video came out, yep. and people seem to like it. Uh, and I think it's kind of a clone of the. I think it's called the Sweet Honey by Mad Professor. So, what were your thoughts on that? Uh, what was the other one we did that same day? The Sundance Special, the Jewel Pedal. Which one? Did, that was the Blues Breaker one, wasn't it? Uh, I think the the Overdrive side is based on a Blues Breaker circuit, so. I think the BB, exotic BB. That's right. Um, is it called BB preamp or BB drive or something like that? Pre preamp, I think. Uh, and the boost is just a clean boost. I, pre I preferred that one over the other one, over the B one, Queen B. Queen B, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> um, I thought the Queen B had a kind of a weird top end. It's a bit. No. Um, I liked it though. I mean, they were they're probably my two favourite pedals out of those. Yeah. The Sunland Special and the Queen Bee. Um, I liked it. I think for especially running into when we did it into the dirty amp to use it mm. as a lead boost. Sure. It cuts. It will cut. Yes. Yeah. Cut uh, a lot. Uh, I think it's meant to be. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it's meant to be that kind of Dumbledore-esque kind of vibe, kind of thing. Oh. Possibly. Yeah. The um, Queen Bee just had like a weird sort of super glassy high end. Well, it wasn't like a presence mid-range push thing. Okay. Me, it had like a weird little. Well, the Sunland Special, I think I mentioned in the video as well. I'm very used to Bluesbreaker style circuits. So I've been using that sort of Marshall in a box style thing for almost two decades. <laughs> yeah. So I've been using that kind of stuff for a long time. So um, I'm very familiar with it. So I, I connected with it fairly quickly. Cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah the Brutus is, I think. One side is a tube screamer style thing. The other side is a distortion of some sort. I don't know what it is, mm -hmm. uh, which was okay. Um, wasn't anything special, I don't think. 
Um, the Wonderland reverb, the um, Shimmer reverb. I mean, we'll do videos of all of them eventually. Yeah, I haven't got to play all of them yet. But so. um, the Wonderland, I quite like the reverb. Um, mm -hmm. Not a huge fan of the Shimmer, but I like the reverb without the Shimmer. Okay. And the Mariana, there was some really interesting, it's some really wacky reverbs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, but we get through them all. But all up, I mean, all up, thoughts on K-Line so far, what you've experienced. I mean, for pedals, it costs 40 to $70. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Like, um, before you'd spend that much, probably more actually, on like those little Moor and whatever that other Outlaw. Yeah, yeah, all these was. other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all the same thing with different stickers on. Um, you, you probably wouldn't get too much for Joyo your, as well. Yeah, you don't yeah. really get too much for your money. These are pretty damn decent. Yeah. For your dollars. Yeah. And um, I think we actually mentioned the videos at the towards the end, like our two cents on how. These kind of clones sit in the market, and how you know, people res respond to the market. Well, I, think. I mean, that's actually a good thing to talk about on the, the like generally on mm. the podcast. I was even thinking we should make a video about it as well, just to talk about it on the video. But let's talk about it in the podcast. And what are your opinions too? Actually, this let us know. Um, so clones generally, what yep. like because we've had, and I'm not mentioning any names. We're not going to mention any names, but we had a manufacturer, a boutique manufacturer. Mm contact us not necessarily contact us in a nice way but contact us that i mean his opinion was he didn't like the fact that we pro we are promoting something um that is basically stolen yeah so he said you know he's a guy who sits there he makes it all hand by hand one by one um and here comes another company takes something that you've made up and invented and spent years on yeah. calls it their own and profits from it um, and making it in China out of um, parts um, and, you know, the sheer amount they make. He said he cannot even get near, yeah. you know, his co the, what it costs him to make it just yeah. in components is more than what they sell it for. Um, the thing I didn't like about it is he called us names and was swearing in the message. That's the sure. part that I don't, I don't see that's necessarily necessary. Uh, but I understand his point of view. Yeah. But um, so, Alex, your thoughts on this whole cloning business? What What are your thoughts on that? Like, do you think from a from a um, I mean, you can look at it from a legal side of things where I don't think they can do anything about it because it's electronics and, and you also, can't really claim it. But from I guess a moral point of view, like, what's your what's your take on it, or what's your take generally on cloning? Yeah. I don't know really. Um, I have a bunch of cloned things yeah. that are, that aren't cheap, like some amplifiers that are clones, like I have a Dumble clone. Yeah, like, and a, a matchless clone. Matchless clone. <laughs> and but these they're not cheap things. They're actually quite like yeah. hundreds of money, but I mean, thousands even. This is where it can go. But the the thing what I'm getting at is like how far back do you go? Because I mean technically. Mm. Marshall amps are clones of Fender amps just because they were in a different country. They had slightly different components, so they sounded different. But, I mean, the original thing that, that Jim Marshall did yeah. was he basically cloned Fender amps. Was it a basement, I think? Yeah, like a basement, I think. Yeah. Was, and it became the sort of plexi-type, bluesbreaker-type thing. That it, yeah. You know. um, and it was just done because... At the time, post-war and stuff, it was hard to import stuff from America. Mm. And they just 
there was a big boom in music with the Beatles and everything in, in England. So yeah. um, uh, uh, there was a guy who just, there was demand. So he started making stuff. But I think he used basically schematics of, you know, uh, uh, a Fender amp. Um, same with, I mean, if you really look at it, uh, same with pretty much most guitars. I mean, yeah, I know Gibson does the whole high and mighty, we're the authentic thing. But I mean, the Les Paul was really very much taken from a Bigsby guitar. Sure. Um, so, yeah. it, I mean, in the end, it's all cloning. I mean, yes, the fact that they take a pedal and go, you know, this is a clone of a King of Tone, for example. Yep. Um, but, I mean, then again, the King of Tone is a kind of a clone of a Bluesbreaker with more gain. Yeah. And slightly switch, different switching options. I think... For me, it gets a bit... Not to, it, that it wasn't Mike Piera, Analog Man. I'm not talking about him. I no, just no. said King of Tone now. That, not the guy who messaged us. It yeah. wasn't Mike Piera. Um, I think, for me, things get a bit dodgy if you actually claim claim ownership ownership of your design when it's a blatant copy. Yeah. Like um, Even to like, like the whole Chipson thing. Like that guy that did those wire pedals. I think you got one. Oh, the Vertex guy. Vertex. Which, I mean, everyone loves him again. It's funny. Like, he yeah. did that, he did twice he did that. Yep. To me, he's just the shiftiest guy, but everyone forgives him now and it's like, oh yeah. But yeah, yeah. he just basically took, um, that's, that's probably, <laughs> he took the BBE wire. Yes. That's what uh, Changed the bass plate on it. Yeah. Um, drilled out the holes on either side for the, because one of the things people were saying with them uh, and with um, Crybabies as well, mm. that some right angled uh, patch cables you can't yes. plug in. Yes. So he drilled out the holes a bit bigger so there was more space. Uh, I think he changed the... Uh, is it an inductor? Is that what it's called? The actual wire pot. Okay. I think it's just a pot, actually. Is it just a pot? But isn't there like a thing like a, the, the phasal inductor, inducer? Mm. I don't know, one of those things. Yeah, anyway. Into the Johnson rod. Right? The Johnson rod. He changed some compo one component in it to make it a better quality one. Sure. Uh, but then put a different base plate on it, peeled the label off, put his own label on it. I mean, that's blatant rip-off. Yes. And calling it his own. Yeah. And I remember watching Pete Thorne demos and stuff going, wow, this wire sounds amazing. You know, the guy from Vertex sent it to me and this is the best sounding wire I've ever. And those de demos very quickly disappeared. Sure. Um, once they found out, it literally is just a blatant rip-off. He, yeah. he bought BBE wires cheap, like a, hundred, a thousand of them. Yeah. <laughs> And then change it, you know. Um, con conductor? I don't know, whatever it is. The, the phasal thing on it. Um, anyway, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a blatant rip-off. But, I mean, that, to me... So... Yeah, okay, go, go, you, if, yeah. If someone's... Oh, but so what about so these Chinese companies? There's just so many grey areas, isn't there? Yeah. Um, and so many, like, individual situations. Like, like this Chinese company, and it's not just them. It's a lot of them, because Chinese doesn't have this copyright law that... A lot of other Western countries have. Well, a lot of times they don't know. No. Yeah. So, um, in their eyes, they're not doing anything wrong. They're like, oh, wow, this is a cool thing we're going to make well, I think as well. Well, I think in a lot of Asian countries, like in Japan and in, in China and stuff, um, copying something is actually considered flattery. Sure, yeah. So, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, doing something the same as someone else, it's considered yeah. flattery. You're going, well, I'm copying it because I think this is good, mm. you know. Um, but then I guess the resale business side of it, you know, is... And then if you're saying this is a copy of a blah, 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 this pedal or whatever it is, and you're actually saying it's a copy, 
I don't think that's wrong because you're not trying to, you're not misleading anyone. No, well, that's yeah, yeah. So, I think as long as you're transparent about what you're doing, then it's kind of okay. But I mean, okay, <laughs> then, then, then. Because I, uh, I, I kind of compare gray area, it's a grey area, but I mean, I kind of compare this kind of stuff a little bit to even things like Spotify and YouTube and stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, the thing is, and particularly kind of like people like Spotify, I mean, technically, what they're doing is almost considered stealing. I would almost consider it stealing. They're taking music, mind you. A lot of times it's people putting the music there because it is a platform. But, I mean, it's taking music, yeah. charging people f- to listen to it, and then giving the artist next to nothing. I mean, that's almost... Yes, but people are agreeing to sign up to that. Part. Yeah, well, that's what I mean, yeah. Mm. yeah. So it's kind of like... It's, it's not, a, another grey zone. It's, it's not, a, not a good deal at all. It's a bad no, deal. No. But people are still doing it. But see, to me, and that's, I mentioned it in the, in the video as well, mm. like, I'm from the days of... Um, uh, did you ever used to use Napster and uh, LimeWire and that sort of Lime stuff? LimeWire, yeah. LimeWire. You get all these viruses on your computer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's reformat. But I was always the, like, I was always like that. I, you know, someone says, "Oh, you should listen to this, like whatever band." This new band called Dave Matthews Band, man. Yeah, oh man, they're really yeah. totally, totally awesome, man. <laughs> um, um, no, but I would go and download a bunch of songs. Mm. on Napster or LimeWire, listen to them. But always, if I liked it, I'd buy it. Like, I'd go and... I'm, I'm old, you know, I'm in my 40s. I still like... If I like an album, I will buy a physical copy of it. I will buy a CD or I will buy a record. Because I like that, and I think that, more than anything else, gives the artist more feedback in, you know, we like what you do. Yep. People on, buy this stuff. Go on to the effort. So, for example... Go on the effort, not only to buy it, but actually look for a hard copy. Look for a Exactly. So, quite quite often, for example, when um, new, like artists are like, um, release a new album, quite often they will have this thing where uh, you can buy like a bundle where buy it now, you get the, um, the MP3 version the digital version as soon as it's being released and then we'll mail you the record and quite often lately I've been buying CD and record bundles yeah, cool. like buying both so then the new album comes out I get it instantly on my phone listen to it in the car I have it on my phone to listen to it in the car but then the CD comes once the CD comes I take the CD and put it in my car oh, do you have a CD playing your I have car? a CD playing my car um, and listen to it in my car I like having a hard copy of it mm. and to me and I've mentioned this before the um, the artwork of an album is 40% of the whole thing yeah. for me or f- almost 50% of the whole thing well, like actually, I love to sit there and look through the artwork which is slowly disappearing you know but there were days when you know I mean this is completely, completely different but you know a new album would come out and you sit there and you go to the page with the lyrics and then there'll be an art- some weird artwork around the lyrics and you listen to the, the first time you listen to the song you read along with the lyrics I don't know if you ever used to do that yeah you read along with the lyrics and it may even say who played what instrument mm. and who was the producer if there was multiple producers and where it was recorded and yep. um, and all that stuff I found really interesting and I think that's missing nowadays with music but anyway 
So in saying that, so I was always the guy, I would download a free version of something. If I like it, I would buy it. And to me, this kind of, um, these kind of Chinese copies, clones of things, to me, like for example, the King of Tone. I mean, the King of Tone, if you buy it directly off Analog Man, it's about $300, I think. It's not massively expensive. Yeah? Hmm. The only thing is, you're going on a two to three year long waiting list, right? Uh, which is why a lot of people buy it secondhand. Secondhand, they go up to $1,000 now, or more even than $1,000 yeah. for King of Tone, which no one should ever spend that money on that, which is ridiculous. Uh, but some people do because they don't want to wait for three years. Now, what I'm thinking of is, this is like almost getting rid of, it's a scalper thing, you know? It's a ticket scalper. Mm. It's the same thing. Uh, but the clones, what the clones do is you go, okay, I want to get a King of Tone. I'm going to go on a waiting list. But while I'm waiting, I'm going to buy this $40 Chinese copy, which probably sounds 80% there. Sure. Just so I know, is this the kind of sound I like? Is this actually what I want? Yep. Um, and then you play it, you like it. Then you get the email. I've, I've been on that list. I have gotten the email. That's why I've got two of them. Um, you get congratulations. You're on the top of the list. If you and that's the thing, you're on the list. If you want to get it, you can. You don't have to. Yeah, of course. So it says you can now reply to this email and tell us if you want it, and if you want it, tell us which option you want because you can have like the high gain one. You can have the one with the four. Mm-hmm. So yep. each each side has its own in and out. You can get all these different versions of it. Mm. Um, let us know what you want, and then we'll make it and send it to you. So and I was very excited when I got that email. And that's when I got my second one. Because while I was waiting, when I bought mine in the, I think, very early 2000s, um, there was no such thing as a cheap Chinese clone. If there was a cheap Chinese clone, I would have bought the cheap Chinese clone while I was on the waiting list. I ended up buying another King of Tone that was advertised wrong. Something was wrong on eBay. And no one bid on it because it was something oh, was really? spelt wrong or written wrong. And yeah, right. it, it went for almost as little as the as the um, actual new price. So now I have two. Um, but mm. to me, you know, that's the thing. You want to, you want that. You don't want to wait for three years. Don't spend stupid amounts of money. Get a clone. If you like the clone, you will definitely like the original. Thing. Yeah, it's a good way to dip your toes into style of pedal too. Like if you're. Um Say never really into fuzzes, or yeah, like we've got a couple of reverbs with this bunch of pedals. Like, I kind of like shimmer reverbs, but I've never tried one. You can get one. Forty dollars, you got one. Please get dip your toe in the water. Yeah, and then get a really nice one if you yeah if you're going to use it a lot. If you're going to use it, you can justify the purchase of yeah yeah. It's I call it really really nice gateway drug. Mm. To me, that it's a gateway drug. That sort of stuff. It's it um. It helps, and I mean, and like you mentioned, for young kids, you know, who can't afford yeah. stuff like that, yep. but want to get into guitar playing. It's mm. a great way to get into it. And I mean, that's the thing, you know, you look at things, pedals like, I mean, some pedals are very easily accessible that I make, that I make coins off, which to me, I don't, I mean, yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, pedals like the King of Tone, pedals like Timmy, pedals like... Um, I can't even think of many others, but you know, some old fuzzes like color sound fuzzes and stuff like that, yeah. which are very hard to get or, and because there are one man operations, a lot of these things, the waiting lists are ridiculously long. 
a lot of shops are constantly out of stock. That's like their stockists constantly out of stock hmm. because as soon as something comes in, someone buys it and then they got to wait another three, four, five, six months for the next batch to come in. So to me, it's just for that interim phase while you're waiting, get one of them, but put your name on a waiting list of a proper one and you will most likely like the proper one better. Because they are quite often, they're not exactly the same in the alcohol. And I mean, no. Clon, perfect example. Yeah, I was just thinking that. that our good friend, the Baron. The Baron. I saw him on a Sunday night, and he, he just bought another KTR. So, yeah. And his new one from a shop in Sydney. And they had a stock of seven or eight or something. So did he, does he have two KTRs now? Either he has two or he sold one and bought one again. Actually, we should talk to him again because I have the very first run of KTRs, oh, right. which apparently was done by J Rocket. So J Rocket did the very first run yeah, right. of KTR clones for him, but he for uh, Bill, what, whatever his last name is, Bill, yeah, Bill Frizzle. Finnegan, Finnegan, Frizzle? Bill Finnegan, yeah, I think that's his name. Right. There, now there's a quirky dude, eccentric dude. Everything yeah. I've seen of him is a weirdo. But anyway. Um, uh, so apparently the first run, and I bought the very first run, so when they first announced the KTR, hmm. I got on a waiting list at um, Deluxe Audio in in uh, Melbourne. Oh, Deluxe Guitars. Deluxe Guitars, not Deluxe Audio, yep, Deluxe sure. Guitars in Melbourne. And when the first batch came in, I bought it. Cool. So the very first batch. But apparently that's different to the batches now because, so that was made by Jay Rocket. Cool. And there was something he wasn't happy with. And then he changed manufacturers, which is why there was that long gap again. Gotcha. Um, because he moved to a different manufacturer. So we should get the Baron on again. Yeah. We should get him to come, because he's got a silver and a gold clon now. Real ones, yeah. Real ones. So we should get him to bring the silver, the gold. And he's just bought something else, like some other crazy rare things from Japan, like in the last few weeks as well. Okay. I forgot what they're... But, um, so, yeah, he's done... a bit... He has a problem. No, he has a problem. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he's telling That's me that... Aaron. He's been uh, on, the, on a show. If you check out uh, Dream... No, Sleepwalker Amps. Yes. Sleepwalk. Um, or Sleepwalker Amps. Yeah. Um, he... Uh, we did two videos with him. He was here. And he did the shootout, actually, with uh, his Jan Ray. The Timmy. The Timmy and the... Um, the Pure Sky. Guy. Yeah. Um... So yeah, we should get him to bring his his gold clon, silver clon, KTR, sure. and I'll bring my KTR. Another clon, <laughs> and do another. Uh, is there a difference between well, but actual clones? So four actual yeah. clones, old KTR versus new KTR versus silver clon versus gold clon. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Reason I thought of it because he mentioned that this shop had eight for sale on their website. Yeah. And he put it up on apparently there's a a clon group. On Facebook. Oh, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So you put it up there and the next morning they were gone. Yeah, well, they go, they're still going. But that's what I mean because it so, they make small batches. Yeah. They send small batches to lots of places and then they instantly go. Mm. And that's with clans, it's with Timmy's, it's with King of Tones, that's yep. with all that sort of stuff. And if they were clever, they wouldn't like ramp up operations. they keep it small. Well, uh, yeah. Because the demand's there. Demand's there, yeah. Demand's... Well, that's what I mean. And I think, I mean, I know... uh, uh, I know they put a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of effort into it. But I'd imagine... um, They're doing all right out of it. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't think they. Ma- I mean, not, not they're not going to drive around in Ferraris. Not and, ha- get hungry, that's for sure. No, but they're not. I think they're doing a ride out of it, considering they're always everywhere sold out. Um, yeah. these, these pedals, and I mean, yes, it, in a lot of cases, I don't know about Klon. I don't know about if he. he I think he outsourced it somewhere. I don't think it, he does it himself. Okay. He every once in a while will make an old style Klon and put it on eBay. Yeah. At like no um, reserve. And it go for stupid prices. That's crazy. Didn't he? Didn't he make one and put it up and to help his neighbour? Yeah, there's a story going around. His some cash. His neighbour and he every once in a while makes some and the, all the money goes to his neighbour. That's cool. Yeah, I hope that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, well, he yeah, seems like a he seems like a very eccentric, quirky dude, yeah. um, Bill Finnegan, and Good. a lot of times these eccentric, quirky dudes. Quite often, well, that's the thing. A lot of times, they're not necessarily in it for the money. Yeah, you know, it's like artists. You know, they're not mm. necessarily in it for. They don't want to, you know, be rich. They just need a place to release stuff. You know, to anyway. That's just my thought. But let us know out there. What are your thoughts on these clones? So to me, like Alex said, if you if you say it is a clone. Um, you don't necessarily. You, I mean, if you make it look exactly the same, and you try to make it out your own or something like that, it's a different story. Or you say, you know, this is all my ideas. This is fantastic. I gooped it, yeah, but because that's the other thing that Vertex guy did. Intellectual property comes up. That's what the Vertex guy did. Yeah. The, the the rig doctor. Yeah. Um, um, he took those old BBE wires and he just gooped them, so you couldn't see. Totally. That's, that's yeah, actually stealing intellectual property. Yeah. But if yeah, if you go, hey, this is a clone of a tube screamer, then was like, well, whatever, cool. Well, and that's, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, how pissed off should Ibanez be? Because I, I imagine the tube screamer would probably the most cloned pedal. Yeah. Clone probably second. Yeah. <laughs> and then others. Definitely tube screamer. Oh, and then maybe Bluesbreaker after that. But I'd say tube screamer would be the most copied thing. So, I mean, shouldn't Ibanez be pissed off? And, I mean, Bluesbreaker, shouldn't Marshall be pissed off? Did Marshall invent that circuit? Don't know. Well, that's the thing, is it... How far back do you how go? How far back do you go? And then... Did Les Paul invent it? Possibly. I mean, he invented lots of stuff. I mean, the colour, sound, fuzz stuff, where did that come from? Is that original design? Yeah, well, I think they're still making them at some shop in England. Yeah, yeah that one shop in, what's like Guitar Street... Yeah, in, uh, yeah, whatever. Denmark Street. Denmark Street. Denmark Street. Yeah, yeah. And it's still the same people making them and stuff. Mm, and yeah. they're ridiculously expensive. But that's yeah. what I mean. And waiting lists are. Yeah. But that's. A, I mean, if you want to own the the real thing, totally. fork out the cash. But fifteen year old kid who goes, oh, I love. I've been working for fifteen years at McDonald's. For <laughs> a fifteen-year-old kid, yeah. Since I was a fetus, I've been working at McDonald's. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they can't afford a, and I think they are something like a thousand bucks new. Mm. It's some yeah. stupid price like the, that. Those fuzzes, yeah. They're... The fuzzes, the color sound fuzzes. So I mean, they're for blues lawyers. So yeah, yeah, totally. If you're fifteen, sixteen, playing some bad punk in your garage, yeah, you need a fuzz, which you do. Yeah. And um, yeah, this is the solution because it actually sounds. A lot of them sound cool. really good, and the quality is getting better. But so to me, um, I understand this point of view. This is just going back to the guy who emailed us uh, or messaged us. Um, I totally understand his point of view. Hmm. I 
don't particularly like the fact that he was quite aggressive in the email. But, but he wrote back and well, he wrote back and apologized. Yeah, he said sorry about that. Um, and I, I emailed him, and I, you know, I tried to start a conversation with him and just say, you know, look, I'm, we're not trying to be hmm. promoting something else. And I said to him, I have actually been, and I have been on a waiting list for one of his pedals at a shop here um, for a while, but they just haven't been in, uh, hmm. you know, for almost a year. Yep. Um, but um, he never replied, and I, I, that's what the same thing I said to him is. I think to me. I understand that it's a. It, it can be, uh, it can be frustrating that someone else is is copying what you do. Yet at the same time, you know, and that's what I, I said to him. I said, everywhere you look, where there's dealers that carry your pedals, they're always sold out. So I think, you know, I don't think you. He's struggling to sell his pedals. Well, that's the other thing. Like the fact, and the, I mean, the fact that he does it by himself means he probably doesn't want to necessarily have many more yeah. pedals out there. I mean, yes, it would cost a lot to employ someone else, but if you employ someone to help you, there's two of you. You can make twice as many. Or well, at least that's the thing with making things. If you have two people, you actually end up with like three times the productivity. Yeah. Because you don't have to stop and change tooling or move to the other side of the room or something and yeah and i mean and that's the thing you don't have to you, you get out of that constant you know you can take breaks too you know you can say sure. today i'm not doing anything because he's doing stuff and there's still something going on yeah and there's still something going on and then tomorrow i'm working again and you're fresh again you know totally. so you, yeah but but anyway so to, to, i mean and, and like i said totally fair enough that he didn't yeah. like it but um um to me I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay. Um, that, and I, if it's said that this is what, mm. this is a clone, and I mean it's known that it's a clone, and it is a different market. I think so. Yeah. Because I mean, it's the same like for with the Sire guitars. You know, yeah. Fender could be really annoyed with them that they're releasing these guitars. Mm. Um, yeah. But it's a different clientele because especially the high end stuff, Fender stuff, the people that buy the high end Fender stuff are either A, in big bands, yep. or B, are those kind of blues lawyers, and you know, hmm. um, who have a lot of money but don't necessarily gig but want something nice. Or uh, like um, dedicated to the brand and the history of it. Super dedicated, yeah. Yeah. But Everyday Joe can't afford custom shop fenders yeah. or sirs, you know. Well, even if they can afford it, maybe they just can't justify... Spending that much money. Or they can't see the justification of spending that money. Yeah, um... I guess with the, going back to the pedal thing though, say if you got some guy called Larry building pedals that are in high demand, like we're talking about the small boutique stuff. The Larry, I love the Larry, my favorite. The Larry, the Larry, the Larry drive. So you've, he builds a Dave. Yes. <laughs> okay, j- just just hypothetically, you start a pedal company called um, Larry Sounds, and you have the Dave pedal, and you have one pedal. Yeah. It goes viral, and John Mayer picks it up and plays it from some shows. Of course, he would. In front of the Queen, and it goes on Instagram. He always plays in front of the Queen. <laughs> Him and the Queen hang out all the time. Not Queen, the Queen. Oh, yes. And uh, not a Queen. It's the not queen. RuPaul. No. And, uh, <laughs> so um, it's all over Insta Google. Latifa. Mm, yes. That Queen? Yeah. Okay. Sure, why not? And um, anyway, it goes viral. And so, do you. Like, where do you go from there? Like, 
do you continue to make them yourself or do you make it into a company? Do you well, it depends. Depends. I mean, depends on what you want to do. See, I think, like you said, I think... Um, um, and uh, uh, is it going to diminish... So, say you personally, like if, if that happened to you, yeah. you come up with a circuit that John Mayer was Goop like, it. oh, this Goop is it. the best thing in the world. I'm going to rub it on myself. Goop it. <laughs> Goop it. Yeah, um, do you keep the demand high by keeping the supply low? Like, Well, that's the thing. I don't know. As, I'm not a business person. As a, as a business strategic strategy? I don't know, a couple words. Well, I mean, the, the the best thing that that Bill Finnegan guy ever did yeah. was to stop making clones. Yeah. Because, and a guy like John Mayer picking it up because mm. it it th- threw it into this super mythical universe. Exactly. Because it was it's unobtainium, un- isn't it? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so for a while, it was unobtainium, mm. uh, and then people started cloning him, and then people said, "But the clones aren't as good as the real thing." Because you know you always have that, those kind of people, yeah. um, but that's the thing. I mean, I mean, I think Bill Finnegan is a clever man. Hmm. Um, he's like I said, he's a bit of an odd guy and a bit of a quirky, eccentric dude. But I think he's a very smart guy hmm. because he stopped at just the right time to make him, and then promised the KTR. For like over a decade or however long it took him to actually bring the KTR yeah. out, kept promising it, kept promising it, and it never happened. And the, the it, it it people, it's like you know, One Direction. You know, people went crazy for over it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because of that. And mm. and so that it made the, the demand go up. But um, if I if I was to build a pedal that um, would go viral and John Mayer wants it and. Steve Ray Vaughan would come out of his grave and say, that's the one I'd use, cold shot. <laughs> cold shot. Instead <laughs> you know, of hot shot, cold shot. Nice reference, yeah. Thank yeah. you, thank you very much. Um, um, I, would, I would go totally sell out. <laughs> <laughs> I would sure. sell him at Kmart. <laughs> right. Yeah. So now in whatever, 2021, we actually have hindsight of looking back on this whole thing with, you know, effect, <clears throat> effects were taught like tools up until, what, mid-90s when they became a bit more collectible with things like stuff you love with DOD with had like interesting uh, paint jobs and yeah. schemes and, yeah. and th- then became like actually collectible things. Um, you could actually, um, smaller companies c- came up, there's this thing actually called a boutique pedal in, was invented and now we have least 20 years of hindsight so it's um yeah 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 well yeah yeah hmm. what would you do i would like i said i would totally sell out yeah i would make a i reckon what i would do is i would make a boutique version of it that's all hand wired sure by unicorns yes <laughs> and <laughs> no one that's all hand wired platypuses no, no, but I'll do one that's all hand-wired in a really cool enclosure because mm-hmm. I think that's part of it, the enclosure, sure. the packaging, you know. Um, then I would do a really cheap version of it made in China somewhere that I would do in, like, plasticky Dan Electro-style enclosures. Okay. And have the two two options because yeah, the, the cheap idea. ones would fly off the shelf. Yep, that's all your cash flow. But there's a lot of people, like people we know, 
who would go, no, 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 the tone is in the enclosure. You've got to get the enclosure, a <laughs> hand-wired thing. Yes. Um, which I'd sell for stupid money. There you go. Uh, and and I would what I would do is I would try and get dandruff. Yes. And every petal I would rub some dandruff in, so there's some don't, tone dandruff don't in. Don't you already have dandruff? No. <laughs> Me, tone dandruff. Toe clippings. Toe, wow. I would put a tone toe clipping. I don't in want it. one anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some out of that jar you keep in the, in the shed there. Yes. So I think JHS have done it really, really well from a business point of view. Well, I mean, technically, JHS is a cloning company. Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's what they did. I mean, most of the pedals hmm. are somewhat slightly modified clones. Rehoused. As far as like marketing stuff, it looks like a boutique company when you look at it. Because he's a smart guy. Totally, yeah. Very smart guy. Because and the, the you YouTube channel he's got now as well. Yeah. Very smart guy. Because you see, and it, it's basically the same thing that Virgin used to do with um, Richard Branson. You have like one person is at the front of the company, yeah. so it doesn't just look like a, a, a logo. Yeah. You actually get someone to. Like put a face to an name almost. Well, with that, with that, it was like he was perfect. You know, the, the Richard Branson, dude, he's always in shorts, master. in a hammock. Yeah. Um, Do you know he was in a James Bond movie? Was he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he was. It's only for a split second, like two frames, and they pan across a um, an airport security. It's actually really well done. What the security gates? Yeah. And he's, it's just like a pan shot, and he's in one of the gates with his arms up, getting like frisked down. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Learn something new. And, um, um, but, yeah, the, all that kind of stuff, like he'd do maybe hot air balloons over Antarctica or something. Yeah. And it was inadvertently promoting his all the virgin stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's to, obviously different market, different products. JHS, I think the brilliant, the brilliant thing that he did yeah. was devote entire shows to other brands. Yes. To me, that's brilliant. Totally. Because it... Shows him as a guy who just loves guitars. I oh, just love pedals, yeah. man, and just show the other brands. Um, most likely, there's at least a clone <laughs> of whatever brand he shows that he does in his thing. Because I mean, technically, most of them are clones. JJs. I mean, I was always under the impression when I was, you know, a bit younger, that JJs is basically a clone brand. Right. But they clone things. Uh, you know, I mean. I mean, kind of, Charlie yeah. Brown, Angry Charlie, they're like Blues Breaker, um, Drive Master kind of thing. Um, but the Marshall stuff was notoriously breakable, fiddly. Mm. Um, he kind of did his version of it in a, you know, better enclosures with better knobs and smaller enclosure, more uniform. Yep. Um, and I'm not saying there's anything. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying that's my. To me, JHS was always a bit of a clone thing. You know, they yeah. had to kill. Which is the Expandora, but with little tweaks. That yeah. you know, the Charlie yeah. Brown and Angry Charlie, which is the blues breaker, you know, Marshall stuff with little tweaks. Yeah. Um, now he's done a bit more of his own stuff. Mm. But uh, I know even a lot of the DA, D, delays, like the the Pink Panther, wasn't that like basically DD five or something like that? Oh, maybe I don't um, know. Uh, you know, but but anyway, like I think a lot of that stuff is is, mm. and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, yeah. But I think he's he's. He's a very, very good businessman. Mm. Again, that's the same thing as Richard Branson did. He has like one face for the company that does yeah. all the social media stuff, does yeah. the YouTube channel. So you kind of get familiarized with him 
as a person and like oh yeah well he can play guitar and he can has it he is so totally the brand like yes exactly yeah josh josh yes um scott smith is the guitar player oh sorry yes um but how they've done it because the the products still look like small runs with the graphics and the logo design and stuff but they're in every shop in the world and yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. No, he's 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 very very smart guy. Totally done it really really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so let us know what are your thoughts on all this cloning business mm. and and let's see how we're going for time. Oh, we went over an hour already. <whistles> see, got heated heated our uh, uh, conversation there. What do you think Daisy? Um, Is that fun? The dog likes it. The dog likes it. So yeah, let us know what are your thoughts are on all this all, all mm. this cloning business or, or you know inspired by business um um what are your thoughts um yeah (laughs) always interesting to know you know what what everyone's thoughts are on that sort of stuff um cool well i guess that's it so we were supposed to have a guest today yes but he didn't show he got held up um another time uh so what's the uh uh well there you go he didn't show there you go that's our words (laughs) for today no show no show there you go no show (laughs) No show. So if you if you make it to the end of this, um, just write no show. Uh, <laughs> even you know, even better if you take a photo of whatever it, whatever it is you're looking at now while you while this is happening. Send us that photo and just write no show, and I will send you some cookie emojis back. Deal. Just for that, and we'll talk about you. We'll mention you on the next episode. So uh, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, listening. Um, cool, being cool, 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 cool. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, everyone. It's I'm wearing my fun. banana socks today. All good. Oh, Siri just said hello. Siri just heard your banana socks. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. What did Siri say? No, it just opened. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Speaking well, of, when you speak of bananas, uh, she gets excited. She gets excited. Siri gets excited. Game for bananas. Yes. Series hungry. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for listening and uh, see you all uh, episode 110. Wow. Yes. See you soon. Bye.